What's up, cool save chicks? It's your girl Day. I'm Denisa. This is Lauren. And I'm Ayana. And you're tuned into Saved Girl Secrets. All right, ladies. This episode is called Christians Be Horny. Um, I'm gonna give it to Denisa. She's gonna kick this episode off. I just want you guys to know that Charday has been dying for us to do this episode, which I think is hilarious. So I'm gonna go ahead. Clearly, I have the story today. You Uh-oh. do. Um, a few months ago, I actually can't even remember when this all started, but I was telling the girls, you know, I was having a moment, a few moments of, I don't want to say lust. Okay. I don't want to say lust because I mean, yourself. I was feeling yourself. I was I'm feeling yourself. To be completely honest, yourself. I wanted to be felt on. That's just what that was. <laughs> you gotta say that, girl. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. It, there's nothing wrong with it, but I the think there's such a. Okay. You give. You You're give. right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> no, it will be a season. But I think there's such a, um, there can be a taboo topic whenever we talk about sex and we talk about, you know, just the desire to be wanted or um, women in general feeling sexual or feeling like, you know, they want to have sex, whatever the case may be. It's such a taboo topic in the church. And initially when I said it, I kept giving pushback like, oh, I want to do it. I want to do it. I don't want to do it. And I did it for several months just for two reasons. One, because I was like, do I really want to put all my pills out there? Mm. But I realized that's why we have this space. And I'm excited that we have this space to just be transparent. And then two, we don't talk about it enough, you know? And yeah. I was dealing with it for so long. I'm going to say, to be honest, it's probably about four or five months. So I was just like, Lord, what is going on? And I personally, um, some people may be listening, but I personally don't struggle with like pornography or anything like that. So, and I think, a lot of times the excuse is if you are feeling that way, it's because you are um, addicted to yeah, something. Yeah, right. Or there's some type of outside influence that must make you want you know, or want, desire. Exactly. When that's just not my story. That is for a lot of women, but that's right. not my story in particular. I like sex. I mean, it's... <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> was it? I wasn't ready. <laughs> But I mean, it's, it's sorry, I mom. think it's a natural thing, though, right? Not the sorry mom. Oh my no. gosh! Like your body as a woman is built to desire to have intercourse. Right. I mean, down to a scientific level, where like your body as a woman every month is doing everything in its possible, power. yeah, in yeah, its power mm-hmm. to become pregnant because that's what it's built right. to do. The system, the mm-hmm. reproductive system, is built to do that right. so at a certain point in the month you're going to desire it just, absolutely just sure. just by benefit of the way that the body is built you right. know what I mean so I think the importance well, of, <laughs> <laughs> I think the importance though of the conversation is that you know just putting the awareness that it's natural yeah and yeah. that you know you shouldn't feel shameful or you shouldn't feel like you have to or not have to, but there's something wrong with you because you desire these things. Right. Because to Sade's point, that's how the Lord designed our bodies. Mm-hmm. Like when you get pregnant, after you have your cycle, you're ovulating, which means your body knows around this time, something happens. Mm-hmm. We're supposed we have to. Sex. Yeah, right. we're we supposed have to have sex. Happens, and, you know, I, I there's an egg that's swimming and it meets something very special to, <laughs> to have a baby. You know, <laughs> like your body knows this. Yep. But in addition to this conversation, we were actually just talking. I had um, a question. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, before we move away from that, yeah. you ain't just going, this is what the Kevin Hart means. You ain't just going to skip that. <laughs> <laughs> you just going to skip right back at it like I you sure ain't saying I sure was. 
I have a question for you. So in reference to just the desire, do you think that if you've never had sex, that the desire that you have would still be there the way that it is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, answer for it. I mean, I, I was a virgin at one point. I was going to say, yeah, because yeah. I'm like, listen, I, I had thoughts before I I was a virgin when I got married. And okay. it was like, and I can only I imagine. Like, I mean, Jesus. I can only imagine the kids' thoughts now because you see everything on TV. True. Everything. Yeah, true. I mean, and it's normalized. That trigger you. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. even TV. They call, social it, media they call it some type of porn. Something porn. Soft porn? Soft porn. Yeah. There you go. Everything. Yeah, literally everything is accessible on TV. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, I could only imagine what, how kids' imaginations are. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I, I just asked that because I wonder, like, if I'm trying to think back to the moment in my life before, like, I ever had sex with anyone. Mm-hmm. And if I desired it, you know what I mean? The way that now that I'm married and I desire it. Okay, I love that you say that because this this is what I'm going to say. I didn't desire it the way that I desire it now until I had good sex. And I know that that's a conversation that people are going to be like, oh, my God, you know, but truthfully, uh, you know, I'm not even going to put my number out there. It ain't ain't, ain't important. Yeah, it ain't. But um, don't nobody deserve to know that. True, true, true. But it wasn't until I had a a sexual experience that was pleasurable to me that I really enjoyed where it was like, oh, I need that. again. Okay, this is how this works, you know, and that's when I feel like the desire increased. But prior Mm. to that, I I mean, yeah, I was like, whoever that was, he was like the weed man. Yeah, you a little bit. You got a little high. And you're like, oh, snap. Let me go ahead and get my, 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 my refill. Oh, real. my goodness. What, um, in conversations where people talk about virginity or, like, when you get married, how are you going to know? A lot of people say this is ridiculous. You got to test drive the car. That's BS. But Your body knows good sex right. when it has it. And when you're emotionally connected to someone, that's you have, you know, yeah. it just heightens the experience. Yeah. Well, I think that brings up a good point, though, because I've had this conversation with just, you know, friends about the fact that why does God tell us to wait, mm-hmm. you know, for mm-hmm. marriage? Mm-hmm. And when you guys say good sex, I think, I, I don't know, I sometimes question if, we, you know, if you wait for marriage and then you have sex, do you do you know that that's good sex, sex? or do you not? Uh, so, so I the think you do. I think your body going to tell you. Yeah, your, yeah. Listen, your body tells you. <laughs> all right, all y'all. No, for real, your body tells you. Like, yeah. I've Ayanna waited, so she yeah, waited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never experienced anybody else. So, for me, I I know, like I I feel good. I'll be happy. <laughs> right. I'll be mad. <laughs> I'll be mad. I'll be mad. I don't know. I thought about that. The old Baptist. I feel good. A lot of people like to mimic and joke and talk about the songs of Solomon, but like when you read it, like clearly he was enjoying himself, yeah. and so were the women. So well, it was the woman there. I need her book of the Bible. I would like to know her feelings. But that's mm. that's a whole other podcast. I guess. Yeah, because maybe that's why they wasn't in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the women get detail, girl. That's on the Bible. The whole chapter. The whole chapter book. Every verse. <laughs> Every verse. Right. Start with girl. It's gonna call it's the book's gonna be called Chronicles One and One. Girl. girl. And then it's gonna say, Let me tell you. Oh <laughs> my goodness. I just I mean to I guess Diana and Lauren's point, I feel like that in between period, like, okay, 
having sex or losing my virginity and then the space of going into abstinence and then going into the space of marriage I think I initially went into marriage with like a suppressed desire Mm -hmm. just because I think in my mind like you tell yourself it's bad for so long that's true Mm. that's true that when you initially get married it's like you have to retrain your brain Mm. to Mm. say no this is a good thing right and it's okay to desire it Mm. and it's so funny because i mean even at this point in my marriage and granted we ain't even at a year yet it's like there are some days where i wake up and i'm like dang we married uh like it's you're still realizing yes and it's almost like a a high moment like every other week or something it's like yo like we are married like that's crazy you know what i mean you'll do that after 10 years too you'll be like dang I mean, that's a whole decade. Like, we did yeah. Like, we married. So, I mean, but yeah, to, to Ayana's point, too, I think that your body knows when it's good. Mm-hmm. So, I think even if you've experienced nobody, and your body also knows when it's bad, yeah, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, especially as women, like, I remember... One, I got to shout out uh, Mike and Connie, Connie Smith. Smith. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, when yeah. they broke down sex and how it's supposed to be pleasurable, because we've grown up or in society mm-hmm. and whatnot, it's always pleasurable to the man. Yeah. Right. That's it. <laughs> That's why you it's got Solomon. Solomon. Exactly. It's about what he wants, all of that, blah, blah, blah. But when they really broke down, that is like, don't sit there and climax before your wife and don't sit there and make it like, oh, she's only supposed to pleasure me and that's it. And what? No, though, you want your wife to enjoy to enjoy it and be pleased, because when she is pleased, you are pleased. Right. So I really definitely appreciate them breaking it down like that and then just showing that. Because I feel like we put a lot of pressure on sex, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially, like, yeah. how you said about, oh, you know, people always talk about, oh, you got to test drive and blah, blah, blah. No, you don't. Right. You don't have to test drive because when you and someone, you and your spouse come together, mm-hmm. you talk about, okay, what's pleasurable, what's not, how right. can, how we can improve. And those conversations are important. Exactly. Yeah. And those are intimate conversations. Those right. conversations bring you closer together. Yeah. There shouldn't be any insecurities. Mm-hmm. So, like, when people, like, some women be like, well, I need to know how big he is. Oh wow! I I don't I. Don't <laughs> Choose your word. I'm not, not, not going to go there because y'all ain't need to know all my business. We don't want to. No. <laughs> <laughs> However, I, no, I can't. I can't even speak on that because yeah, let's not. I'm not <laughs> And I'm saying it because you know how some women be like, I mean, I feel like he was too small. I, I can't. I, yeah. We can't speak to you. I can't okay. speak to you. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Before I got married, I was like, when I get married, y'all, I'm going to be open. So we're going to see how that go. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, um, like me and Emmett, we try this thing where it's like you sit and you look at each other for five minutes and you like have music on and you just stare at each other and you just like, it just like builds like this crazy level of uh-huh. like intimacy. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time we did it, Emmett was like, what are you doing? I was like, I seen it somewhere. We just gonna sit here. I saw that. And we gonna look at each other. He was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, but you know, it's the level of intimacy. Right. Yeah. But you know what's really sad is that
that we're trained that that's normal. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine about the generations prior to us what they had to endure because Jesus, I'm going to be quiet. I can only yeah. imagine. But you know what? That makes me think of, I love hearing older people talk about R&B and the era of R&B. Oh, yeah. True. Because when you're saying staring at someone and how intimate that is, if you think about it, a lot of them would... They didn't dance how we dance. Now, they don't even face each other when they dance. It's all right. It, but we're going to get into that, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But <laughs> when, when I hear about older people talking about R&B, they say, you know, when they would slow dance, it was just them holding it's each other. It's just sensual. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. sensual. Yeah. That's a good word right. for it. Right. And like being so. really close, neck to yeah. neck. Yeah. 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 Each other, like yeah. just, yeah. So I I'm mean, like, man, play some R&B if you're married. We do that. <laughs> yes. And I mean, even like down to like dancing in the kitchen, like when I I'm cooking. Love I mean, it. but I've always been that type of person where, like, if I'm doing anything, I love having music on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, y'all know that about me. Mm-hmm. Like, in the shower, I need some music on. Like, getting dressed, cooking, I need music on. So, usually, like, we'll turn music on, we'll dance in the kitchen. But it's like, you don't realize how, like, those small things build intimacy mm-hmm. in a marriage when you're you're trying to get out of the mindset that you were in as a single woman where yeah. it's like I'm not supposed to be sensual, I'm right. not supposed to cross these lines and then getting back into that space of intimacy with your husband, which I think is very important. I gotta here's the thing though. Why as a single Christian man or woman, why can't you be sensual? Or and and I mean I think you can, but I think you're yeah, told that different. you shouldn't be. I, I think you can, but I think it's a fine line. Reason I say that is because then you it will, is a fine line. Yeah, because then you will tap into a mm-hmm. place kind of where we right. got this topic where you become horny, mm-hmm. and it's, especially like if you've had you've had the experience mm-hmm. before. Yeah. So I think some women, especially in a single space, you suppress it because yeah. you know it's almost like an alcoholic. Yeah, drinking. it's like yeah, I'm not gonna right. put myself in that position. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you, you can take it to a level, and and then after that, it's like, hey, I can't. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm gonna use me for example. I only really listen to R and B music if I'm in traffic. Um, if I'm doing something at work, mm-hmm. other than that, I need to listen to either Jesus on the throne or, or you know, trash. something else. Right. Jesus or Jesus. <laughs> right. Because it's like, it will take you, you'll start thinking about, oh, mm-hmm. especially For if sure. it's a song that you, listen. you played when you was in a relationship. Listen. Like, nah, it's a dangerous territory. That's right. So. Lauren's face is like, uh-uh, 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 we ain't gonna do it, mm-hmm. don't do it. Yeah, so I think, I think it's just. Is being mature in your faith and knowing, like, hey, I can't cross that boundary. Mm-hmm. I have to kind of like, this is appropriate at this time and it's not appropriate. I don't, I don't really listen to R and B music as much as I used to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and that's you know, it's the reason behind that. So yeah, I think. And then the last thing I guess for the married women out there, to Ayana's point, in terms of like just being able to please one another in that space, mm-hmm. I've you know, in terms of like just prayer, asking God, like, show me. How to pleasure my husband? Show Lord revealed to that's me good. what my husband like. Yeah, that's really you good. know leading guide me and what I'm gonna do and praying that he prays the same prayer mm-hmm. where it's like Lord you know reveal unto me what is desirable and even though you're having the conversations and you're communicating, I think when it's when sex is new, you there's some things where it's like I don't even I didn't even know I like something until right. it was done right. and it's like <laughs> oh I didn't like that mm-hmm. right you know what I mean so but I think in terms of like the Christians be horny. And this is the last question, and I think we probably have to go to break. How do y'all feel about, as women, because outside of the Christian sphere, there's, like, the women's empowerment space where it's, like, you need to know your body. You should do things to yourself to know what you like and what you don't like. How do y'all feel about that? Mm-hmm. Mm. Jesus. 
it's a it's a fine line with that as well. Yeah, it's a very fine line with that. You talking about masturbating? Yeah, masturbation or I guess toys or whatever. Like yeah, even I, in that space, as like a single Christian woman. Yeah, I, me. I don't mind saying it over, over the. I don't. I don't do all that stuff. I mean, if I could just take a bath at night, it's great. It's a great day. <laughs> Take a bath, brush my teeth at night. It's a good day for me. I mean, I'm, I'm on track, you know, but. Oh, my God. Lauren. <laughs> but my thing is, like, I don't, I mean, personally, I don't, I don't do all that stuff because uh, for me, this is what I've told myself in my journey as being a single woman. I want to make sure that I'm so spiritually aligned with Christ that that other stuff for me is just not of importance. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, like. I know what I need to work on. There's still a lot of things I feel like in regards to Lauren's life that I look at and I'm like, mm, okay, I could do I could do a little bit better than that. Mm-hmm. And so instead of me putting this mm, all up in me, I would rather just pick up my Bible and read and invest in God and God shows me and God reveals to me more elements of me than for me trying to work on me in that. Gotcha. And that's not me being So it's like when spiritual. you fall into horniness, you seek God in those moments. No, not all the time. <laughs> I'm be, Thank I'm, you for your honesty. Yeah, yeah, not all the time. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying, oh, it's time to pick up the Bible and read because right. I feel some type of way. No, right. that's not it. I'm not doing that. But I'm saying. You don't make it a habit. Yeah, I, absolutely not. Yeah. And it's not my routine. Yeah. It is not my routine Because to there, are, there are some women who make that a habit. They'll get their glass of wine. They got their music. And they yeah. be like, I don't need no man. I got yeah. this bullet. You know, yeah. I have to be honest. I'm in a a space of transition out of that. that. Yeah. Because for me, it was absolutely like I need some type of relief. Yeah. Mm. So if I'm not physically going to be intimate with someone, then God, dog, I need something to happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but it it came to a point where it's just like you said, it becomes a routine. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. then God had to reveal to me just like how I guess when we come back, we're gonna go practical. You know, we get practicality to Mm -hmm. this stuff. Yeah. But God had to reveal to me, you know, the why. I already know it's important. The way I already know I should not be doing this, but it was more of a revelation to me and what helped me get out of that space but i i, I did both i mean i had masturbation and i used toys yeah that's just me lord have mercy jesus that's just my transparency Listen. yeah and i think yeah. there's a lot of women i don't think yeah. it's just you i think there are a lot of women who are in that space yeah. but i do think um i was more inclined or i was more uh how do i say this i was more open to it because you do have that noise of know what you like you know you should own mm-hmm. you're your own woman you yeah. know it was mm-hmm. I, I know your probably, own body yeah mm-hmm. i did um and i kind of fell into the whole thing well like uh how can i communicate and th- again this was at a space where i was having sex but it was like how can i communicate to someone what i like if I don't know mm-hmm. what, what I, I like. like. Yeah. But really, in the confines of marriage, that's an intimate, just you going back to what you guys together. said. You explore that together. Not uh, you come into a situation because you done had all these experiences mm-hmm. and now it's so unfair to that person to get him a match. To be like, look, all right, so this is, this is, this. like, no. Yeah. You know, one day I will have that experience mm-hmm. and it will be something that he can teach me, I can teach him, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Or we explore about it ourselves, but I do think it takes away you know, so I'm not in. Wow. You know, it's you know, it's crazy. It makes me think of I love speaking to older people who've been married for some time. Mm-hmm. Right. And I had this conversation with this older woman about her marriage and the conversation did deviate to the topic of sex. Mm-hmm. And I love that she was so transparent with me in that moment. And she shared, she said, baby, you know, at a certain point in marriage, you're not going to even be having sex. She said, and um, she said, even in my old age, she said, when I think about how often we used to have sex to com- to compare to how often we have sex now, mm-hmm. she said, it's it's a big difference. She said, but our foundation, 
she said it always brings us together. Mm. And she said that's always what's going to be, um, you know, connecting us. And so it brings me back to something you said, Denisa, where you were saying, you know, I'm getting to a point now where I'm li- realizing like that is not even the focus and my focus should really be on Christ. Because and, and, and it brought me back to that moment with that older woman because I said, you know what? At a certain point, it's going to be you and Christ again. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, Christ is always there, right. of course. But it's like at a certain point, your marriage may not even include as much sex as you think it, it right. will at one right. point. And she said for her and her relationship, she said it's due to the fact that she and her husband now are on supplements. You know, because you get an older in age, you have to take medication. That changes the yeah. desire. Yeah. She said, and she said, everybody cannot take the blue pill. She said, especially if you are already on some other type of medication, mm. you know, now you, you think about the pharmacy, the pharma, right. you know, you're thinking about the, the, well, I don't, the medical term, whatever. But she said, you can't, every man cannot take the blue pill. She mm. said, so there has to be something that still connects the two of you right. all in that's a good. sexual way. Outside of the sex. Right. The intimacy that's right. not sexual. Right. Yeah. And she said, what holds her together or allows for her to be, uh, to sustain in the marriage, she said, it's the fact that I had to realize my connection to my husband was not through sex. Yeah, he did a great job at that when that time was appropriate, she said. But now when I think about it, it's really just me and God. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like it kind of goes back to the old saying that we hear all the time, but life is literally a full circle. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll go through one thing, then go through another, and then you'll find yourself kind of back in one place. And yeah, it may include other things, Mm -hmm. but ultimately you're kind of back in the position where you kind of started yeah yeah so all right um well we we got some old juiciness to talk about so we're yes, gonna take a break do. and we will be right back this podcast episode is brought to you by the plug devotional you can order it right now on amazon.com check out the plug devotional now hey guys it's ayana here with your monday motivation all right so today Uh, The quote that I have for you guys is, it's not who you are that holds you back. It's who you think you're not. So what are your thoughts? Are you thinking negative thoughts? Are you thinking, you know, just just bad stuff about yourself? Girl, stop that. Think positive. Think where you want to be. Think about those dreams, those goals, those those everything that you want to do in life and, and pursue that and continue to, you know, walk that out. Don't think those negative thoughts is not who you are that holds you back. It's who you think you're not. All right, guys. Love y'all and have a great week. All right, ladies. We are back. So um, before we get into the practical, we, we got we to get down to the nitty gritty. That's something I didn't even know. I didn't pay attention to. Me either. But uh, you guys off off mic we talked about it um and it is uh uh mr chandler moore mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah he he caused an uproar on he the did. instagrams Whole frenzy uh mm-hmm. recently um you know he got married to a young, lovely young lady i think i forgot what her name is something grace i think heather grace. hannah hannah, hannah. i think it's hannah oh. yeah a uh, lovely young lady named Hannah, and they had a nice little wedding. It was cute, very contemporary millennial-looking wedding. It was. it was very cute. Um, but he Brother put up, Shaw. yeah, nice suit. That was a nice suit. Mm-hmm. He put up some pictures, and it was a little slide, you know, a little slide of pictures. And the second photo, it was a, um, it was a, 
carousel? Yeah, it was a carousel. Um, not a carousel, but it was like a video. Oh, okay. But um, the second photo was like a video, and it was um, him and his wife, and she was bent over, mm-hmm. and he was behind her. Mm. And he was, you know, he had that hand up and then he had that had other one, hand right. on her back, you know, on her back, like, lower you know, back. lower back, yeah. you know, lower back, like simulating like, hey, I'm hitting it from behind. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that was the thing people had an issue with. That's exactly what it was. And uh, I mean, it is what it is. And uh, I didn't realize that the Christians, mm, the, the Christians, Christians, the Christians, Christians, in the comments was going ham. They were. They were. Because I saw the pictures and I liked it. I was like, oh, they got married. Awesome. And I kept it moving. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw the, the little video and I was like, oh, I didn't keep it moving. I was like, that's funny. I got lost in the comments. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't think about paying attention. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I was just, because the first one I saw was, I think a person basically was saying, I was sharing off air that there was a person that was like, you know, the second pick was uncalled for. Yeah. What if people have porn addictions? This can be triggering for them. And it was just kind of like, I, I, I just, I don't understand. Yeah. There's so many other things on the internet for people to be triggered by. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? For a man who is married mm-hmm. to be in a pose with his wife, mm-hmm. to have a photo on his page. Mm-hmm. I just didn't I didn't think it warranted the negative responses that it got. So and I also feel like on Instagram, just in general, if you don't like something, then Scroll. keep scrolling, mm-hmm. then move along or mute or unfollow. There are so many different options that you have <laughs> that you can do. Yeah. You know? yeah. I'll read one one person's comment because it, it popped up again. I'm not going to read the whole thing because he put a five paragraph essay. But um, oh, my he said, it's not about being married and doing whatever you want in front of the world. The fact is that Satan, uh, this is what Satan does, takes sex out of the bedroom and puts it in front of the world. And then says something about if you becoming, if you become a stumbling block for your brother, then you no longer walk in love. Okay, this is stupid. To Maybe me. you tripping on your own shoestrings. <laughs> like, Maybe you, you are your stumbling block. Right. Like it's it's really dumb because I I don't understand how me a picture with a man and his wife 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 yeah wife wife fully uh, clothed fully fully clothed mm-hmm. joking you know is a stumbling block. If if you are allowing one little picture on Instagram to be a stumbling block, you got more issues than True. you think. Yeah. True. So let's let's stop doing that because it's also I've seen like things where um like on TikTok, you know, parents put up videos with their kids and stuff and like um like a, a father maybe like uh hugging his daughter. It, I saw one in particular it was a father hugging his daughter and it was a video from like maybe 10 years ago and she was a little girl and now she's a teenager. And he was holding her in the video when she was a little girl. And then they redid the video with her as a teenager. And he was holding her up again. And I think his hand was like maybe under her butt by her leg because he was holding her, you know. And the people in the comments who sexualized that moment between a father and his His daughter. Wow. And then so a lot of women in the comments was like, listen. If you have had, if you've had issues or where, you know, things happened to you when you was a child, don't 
let that don't put put that don't on demonize that. Right. don't demonize else. somebody yeah. else and put that's that not on everyone's that little girl. experience right you know, not put to that take on, away from yeah. yours but yeah don't put that on that little girl and her father right yeah. you know and but that's inappropriate and he should not be touching that is his daughter yeah that is his child now if it was somebody uncle or somebody just or just somebody random like i personally uh, my daughters, they're not going to be sitting on no man's lap besides their daddy. Yeah. Like, that's that's my personal thing. You know, I don't agree with it. So, like, when little girls be wanting to sit on just random people's laps, I don't care for that. I get, I don't, you know. But what you're not going to do is make something, like, sexual between my husband. Between a covenant relationship. And yeah. his, yeah. his yeah. daughters, you yeah. know. And because it happened to you or because, like, we allow too many things to trigger us. Like, it makes you hate the word after a while. Everything is triggering. Mm -hmm. So it's like, when are we, like, I've been having, like, conversations. and And I guess because I have girls, I have this issue where we sexualize or they sexualize everything with girls and, and women. Yeah. And I'm like, it'd be like the simplest things. Mm-hmm. Like, can we, can we stop? Yeah. Can, can we just stop doing this? You know, like stop looking at women as objects and respecting women for who they are. Stop, you know, raising our little girls to, you know, they can, it's like they can't do anything. Cause Oh, you do this, you fast, you do that, mm-hmm. you fast. Let's yeah. stop doing yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the, the picture didn't bother me. Um, I didn't even know that, that the saints were yeah. in uproar. <laughs> this is Sparta. <laughs> I didn't know. Oh wow! I didn't know the saints was bad, but I, I swiped the pictures and I just looked at it as like a two. It's a photo like, booth they picture. Were excited. Yeah. Fun. They're yeah. excited. They're happy about their and marriage. as they should be because exactly. you know you know they're gonna be doing something right. I think you it's know like, like I don't, six. Yes. right yeah. absolutely they ain't gonna look at. I mean we did say stare at your eyes, but after the staring they got the touch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the staring. That's the right, foreplay. Right. Yeah. And the high museum got dog it. Like they go touch eventually. Exactly. So I, I didn't see I didn't see an issue with it. And then I think too, I, I, I heard you also mention the fact that someone mentioned in the comments that kids can look at the picture and, you know, think that that is appropriate. But my thing is kids have parents, so if you are doing your parental duty now. <laughs> first said, of all, what child is following why your child got an Instagram in the first place? Right. So like let's that, talk yeah. about that. I mean, I don't know. I think when I hear stuff like that, I think about my parents. And I think that yeah, I my parents were very what's the word that I want to use? open about their love for one another in mm-hmm. front of me and my siblings exactly my my dad touched my mama's butt in the kitchen yeah. while she was cooking mm-hmm. they was kissing in front of us mm-hmm. like they it was they made sure that as children we knew that they loved one another mm-hmm. right. and we didn't see that as like oh i'm five let me go out here and right. love somebody you know we saw it as this is marriage yeah. like this is what when i become an adult mm-hmm. that i want to look forward to yeah. i want to be in love with my spouse you know what i mean versus being in a household where you have two parents who don't touch one another Mm -hmm. who act like they don't want to be around each other and that puts a child into a different space Mm -hmm. so i mean when you're talking about oh well kids can see this good let kids know this is marriage right i think that the bigger conversation too is having conversations with your children like this is like the the church owning the conversation exactly and this is why this podcast is so important like why first of all we shouldn't even be having this conversation yeah but Wait, we, ha- we we like we shouldn't be having this conversation like 
Yeah. It, it should be it normal. Shouldn't be a need. Right. It shouldn't be a need. It should normalize be normal. touching your wife. <laughs> normalize talking about sex <laughs> in the church. In the church. You know, normalize talking about sex to your children. Yes. Right. But I mean, but that goes back to what Denise is saying about Christians be horny. Just because you're a Christian does not mean that your body doesn't work the same way all the other people's bodies work right. that are non Christian. Mm-hmm. So your child at some point is gonna have desires stemming out of their hormones right in their bodies if you as the church or as the parents mm-hmm. are not having the conversation that sex is good that sex was created you know for people when they are married that if you get horny as an adolescent or as a single adult here's what you do with those urges right if those conversations aren't being had then you have people who fall into pornography addictions Mm -hmm. you have people who fall into masturbating to the point where when they get married they're not even comfortable transitioning into having sex with a spouse because they've gotten so used to the porn and and the masturbation i've known I've known marriages to fall apart because they were addicted to porn and they had this expectation of what was on the screen Mm. to happen in their bedroom. Mm. And and it's like, oh, well, the the porn can please me, but you can't. Mm. But if we rewind back to when that they were a child and talk about like. Um, Because I feel like people, especially Christians, some Christians think, well, if I don't talk about it, then my son or daughter won't touch on it. No, no, especially not in this world. That makes them more curious. And so it's everywhere. What, I, I know for me, and some people might not agree with this. this. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ayana. Some people might not agree with this, but I don't care. I feel like it's important. <laughs> like, my daughter, she's three. She knows that she has a vagina. She knows that men have penises. You're going to call it by its name. Right. Because mm-hmm. I don't want you to go out there and some, some, and it would never happen to her. But, like, let's say, like, these kids need, it don't need to be no pocketbook and cookie right. and stuff like that. Like when the boys got aired? I don't even know. I've always heard the girls' names. I ain't never heard. I ain't never heard the boys' names. Peters. I didn't hear Peter. Oh, I heard Peter. I have heard Peter. But like, let's like let's normalize letting these children know what their body parts are and an appropriate age. What what happens? What what is done? Like, I'm not gonna teach her at three about sex. Yeah, of course, you know. But at an appropriate age, she's gonna ask questions. I'm gonna let her know. You know, my mom's a nurse. My mom did. My mom's a nurse. She said that there are children as young as nine and ten who come to the doctors and have knowledge of what sex is. Who have tried to have sex and their parts aren't even. Matured, oh, wow. Wow. and they tried to have sex because they were curious. Because they were curious, mm-hmm. or because they heard about it, or because mm-hmm. they seen somebody else having it. Right. Mm-hmm. And they, so it's like even as young as, and I don't have children, so it's almost like I feel a little weird even saying stuff like this. So mm-hmm. forgive me in that space, but knowing that, like when I have my children, there will be a time where it's like I have to have that conversation, and it may seem like it's too young to me. But it's not too young for them, right? No. Just because of the time, especially in this world, yeah. And so. I, I think people should view the conversation and as an empowerment, or just so that your child is knowledgeable. So God yeah. forbid, if anything should ever happen, they exactly. are aware one of what happened. Exactly, they understand it. They're not shameful. Because when I think about a lot of people, a lot of my girlfriends or friends that I went to high school with. And it's really sad. A lot of them had been molested or touched or experienced wow. something before they were ready to. Mm-hmm. And it was in a space where they did not talk about it. They didn't bring it to their parent because they felt shamed. And and 
if there's just so much that could have been avoided had a conversation been open to look this is what it is it should not happen and you should not experience it right. if you do and this person is older than you it is it is wrong yeah you need to come exactly. to me and we need to have this conversation or or the un- the unfortunate thing especially in the black community mm. uh is where you know a young lady will come to their parents yeah. about it or their mom and it's like well what did you do why you was being fast we gotta stop yeah. that how is a little girl being fast because she got on some shorts so she's whatever like let we gotta nip these things in the bud so that when these women and men grow up we won't be having these issues and we won't be having to bring it to the table about christians be horny absolutely you have an understanding of your body you have an understanding of who you are and why to wait and why to do certain things and why to honor god with your body and, and whatnot like come on like and it makes me think about like how the church can be or as a body and as christians i'm gonna stop seeing the church we could be so critical of the world and Mm -hmm. what the world is saying the world and the women of the world like they know what they supposed to be doing that's what they doing i'm not surprised about that like but when you don't own a conversation or because you're quiet you're then upset because someone is bold in that space when god really gave you the authority he don't want to told you to be fruitful multiplying and And yourself always be shocked about the world like Like, the world like right that's what them folks that's what another one they do. Right, Why? They so, oh Jesus! Oh, but That's I know so I was much. saying um, this was a really, really good episode. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one revelation that God kind of put on my heart that helped me, um, and I think I used to feel shame because oh, I did have sex and all this other stuff, and you know. But God let me know, like one, you have had good sex, and you will continue to have good sex in, in the appropriate time right. when you're married with your spouse. Right. But whenever. You're in these situations. Keep it real. Yep. Okay. When you're in these situations, what happens is for me, it it clogs my mind. Yes. And when he's trying to talk to me, my thoughts are my mind is now elsewhere. So he can't even talk to me the way he needs to talk to me. Or when he talks to me, I filter through shame or I filter through hurt or filter through whatever else so it's like now you really can't be telling me that because you saw what i just did right you know so that's why it's so important to make sure that you know whenever you have these moments and you feel a way that you can know that you can come to him and he'll reveal to you what's necessary for you Mm -hmm. so i know we say practical steps but i'm gonna say seek him so he can tell you to do what you need to do do. and that's gonna be the practical step that i got for this episode yeah I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And, and if you are in a relationship with someone, choose yourself before you choose to do anything mm-hmm. else. You know, um, I I know sometimes women, I consider single women are women who are not married. Mm-hmm. So if, even if you are dating a guy, I've and been in, in, you know, I've heard of instances, Lord, give me the words, Jesus. <laughs> but I've heard of instances where the woman is kind of not necessarily being pressured, but mm-hmm. it's like, and we've talked about this before on the podcast where you feel like you have to have sex in order to keep to keep a man or yeah, to, keep to, to keep him around and you know because he's horny right so like you know that's a whole nother topic too it's like what if my mate is horny and I'm not necessarily horny mm-hmm. and we're not married but he's horny but I don't want him to go anywhere mm-hmm. but you know so it's like that's why I say choose you you know because in the end of the day it's, it's, it's just you, right. you know, it's your relationship. Like you said, it's your relationship with Christ is right. your walk of salvation is your, it's going to be your judgment in front of the God. So it's like, in the end, I just encourage women choose you and know what your choices are. <laughs> you know, I feel like, um, if I think about some of my dating experiences in the past, a lot of times I couldn't point things out in detail. 
So I was telling you I was choosing myself, but I didn't really know what the choice was. Right. I didn't know what like what I what I was choosing. Yeah. You know, and I think that goes into the whole topic of worth and value. All of these things are pillars mm-hmm. of, you know, what makes you who you are and who God has designed you. But if you cannot identify it, if you God forbid are ever in an instance where, like I said, your partner is horny or even you're horny. You don't know who to call on or you don't know what direction to take. So that's why I, I really encourage women to just invest in yourself, like, mm-hmm. holistically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be a, don't be afraid to say no, you know. just You should just tell people no. No, no, Just no, to get used no, to saying no. it. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like, seriously, just, just start telling people no. But just make sure you invest in yourself. I'm yeah. so strict on that. Before we go, because mm-hmm. she, she talked to the single women, to the married women, would Christians be horny? Because it, it's, 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 I'm pretty sure there's married women out there who are probably unsatisfied in their sexual relationships and whatnot. Um, communication. Talk about it. Like, I feel like that's the missing link with a lot of couples when it comes to sex. Yeah. Is the lack of communication. You know, certain people might be embarrassed about certain things. Um, I know especially men. Men get embarrassed because they feel like they're supposed to perform a certain way and whatnot. No, communicate. So if it's a guy that's listening, communicate to your wife. Communicate to your spouse on what you would like or or ask her what she would like. Um, You know, just communicate. Communicate on, you know, I know that. You know, I don't know, like just whatever y'all dealing with, just communicate. Because like how you were saying, like even with the older couple and the older woman is like, everybody can't do the blue pill. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I was like, man, but if she knew that if they get off all those pills and they start living a certain lifestyle, like more vegetables and holistically and all of that. They would be good in their old age. But, yeah. you know, I just I just was literally thinking about that. Like it's it's so many different things. But um, communication. Um, so that sounds like evolving too, mm-hmm. because I feel like sometimes that is a struggle. I've seen that in you know mm-hmm. married spaces where you're so conditioned to doing things a certain way mm. that you can't really like you don't want to evolve in this. You don't gotcha. want to be a plant based. You don't want to have a yeah. Plant-based I understand. Diet. I'm, I'm used to eating fried chicken. Well, I'm yeah. gonna do, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. So I think it's that's another point too of evolving. But what what I love and I've seen this in both of y'all. But I'm looking at Charday and Ayana. Nah. But I've seen this in both of you all's relationships, you know, with your husbands is that they push you all to be better used, mm-hmm. you know. So if you're seeing and I've seen that even with my parents, you know, because my parents, of course, their diet has had to change with them getting older. Mm-hmm. Right. And but my dad be like, hey, we're not going to eat this. I ain't going to cook this. Yeah. I ain't going to bring this in the house, mm-hmm. you know, and my, or my mom would be vice versa. He said, well, if we're going to cheat. Let's just cheat on Saturdays. We gonna we gonna go out we on Saturdays, right. you know. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to push each other to be, you know, mm-hmm. better. And I, like I said, I see the same thing with Baca and, and Emmett. Like they both do the same thing with mm-hmm. you all too. But you know, that's why God made them y'all us. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, I wanted to share this one scripture. But go, go ahead, ahead, Day. I know. I was just gonna say nothing. Okay, so because we all have a word, we all. But it's so it's cliche, but I think it's just perfect for this time. So it's Philippians um, chapter four, verse six and seven. And this is coming from the New Living Translation where it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he's done. Then you experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And it says that his peace will guard our hearts and minds as you live mm-hmm. in Christ. So, you know, just you know, perfect. The word yeah. says, tell him what you need. So That's if you perfect. need some, re- some revelation, 
not release, but revelation. Yeah. You know, yeah. just tell them what you because I think I think people take God out of the equation when it comes to sex. They do right. when you're single and when you're married. But he built the whole little system. Yeah. Exactly. I love the fact too that that scripture said thank him. Yeah. I feel like sometimes when you're in a, a frustrated place, you forget to thank God for what He's already, already done. done. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that definitely will change your disposition when you start thinking. Just being about grateful. The, yes, Gratefulness about changes it does. everything. Yeah. It does. That that was really. Man, that yeah. touched on something else in my life, girl. I need to thank God. God, I thank you. <laughs> well, I pray there was something said that blessed you today, whether mm-hmm. you are a single woman or a married woman or whatever or a horny you are. Okay. Let's say. Or a horny man. We know y'all is. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Secret brothers. I see the, uh, yes. I see the stats. Okay. Uh-huh. Right, exactly. But um, we love you guys. If this was your first episode, we really invite you to connect with us. Uh, check us out on Instagram at Save Girl Secrets and on Facebook. Be sure to click the link in our bio to become a part of our secret sisterhood. If you want to get emails right to your inbox about different events and things like that that are going on. Um, if you are dealing with being horny, feel mm-hmm. free to send us a secret letter. Save Girl Secrets at gmail.com. We would love to read it and pray with you. You can be anonymous and we won't put your business out there. Mm-hmm. Um I, I'm trying to think, is there anything else that we need to add? Oh, be sure you're following us on all podcast platforms, mm-hmm. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, mm-hmm. and that you check us out. Leave um, a five-star review. Yes, leave us a review. <laughs> right. She said you leave a five-star um, four and a half won't do. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But yes, check us out every single Monday. Yep. We've also introduced Bible study on Thursday, so be sure to check mm-hmm. that out every Thursday at 7 p.m. We love you. Good God bless you. Love and peace. Bye. Bye.